Hi, my name's Lizzie Jack and this is The Scientist and Thee, a new podcast brought to you by the Illawarra Health and Medical Research Institute. First of all, who are we? IMRI is a not-for-profit charity based on the University of Wollongong campus that supports health and medical researchers in the Illawarra Shoalhaven region of New South Wales, Australia. We bring together scientists, doctors and health professionals to solve our greatest health challenges through research. We also help nurture the careers of early stage scientists and students completing their PhDs. In this podcast, we're going to talk science, health and how to decompress after a long week in the lab. In each episode, we'll get to know the person behind the lab coat. And you might be surprised at the random interests of a microbiologist or a neuroscientist. Now to this episode, the scientist and the cheerleader. My name is Ashley Hope and I'm a breast cancer researcher at Emory. This is Ashley. She's an honours student at Emory under Dr Cara Vine Perrow. She completed a Bachelor's of Medical Biotechnology at the University of Wollongong and now she's studying breast cancer. Her research project is looking at using localised immunotherapy to treat triple negative breast cancer. A lot of cancers are characterised by what they are, but triple negative breast cancer, as the name suggests, is characterised by what it's not. As Ashley said, triple negative breast cancer is named that because of what it isn't. It's a rare type of breast cancer that's also harder to treat. Other breast cancers have at least one of three receptors, estrogen, progesterone receptor, or human epidermal growth factor receptor 2, commonly known as HER2. Drug treatments are pretty effective on these types of cancers because they target the estrogen, progesterone or HER2. But because triple negative breast cancer lacks these receptors, treatment is limited to radio or chemotherapy, which isn't specifically targeted and has a lot of side effects. In Ashley's lab, they're trying to develop a more direct approach to treating triple negative breast cancer through targeted immunotherapy. So since we have such targeted treatments for other breast cancers, triple negative breast cancer is kind of a tricky one because it's different from the other ones. Essentially, immunotherapy is using our body's own immune system and trying to reprogram it to attack the tumour so it can recognise that tumour as foreign and not good for our body. What happens often in cancer is that in that tumour microenvironment, the cancer is pretty sneaky and it has ways around avoiding or evading your body's natural defences or our immune system. So normally our body is able to recognise cells that aren't quite right and kill them if they need. But cancer's pretty tricky and that's how a tumour grows and can spread. Emory hosts a lot of research into potential treatments for different types of cancer. Samantha Wade has just finished her PhD and she recently developed a device that can target pancreatic cancer tumours. It shrinks them and makes them operable. So we're using that same device but with different chemotherapy and immunotherapy potentially to treat the cancer, specific to triple negative breast cancer. I think everyone has a story 
within their own personal lives about cancer. It touches everyone, like one in two people I think it is, will get some form of cancer in their lives. So personally it has affected the people around me. I also just found the science behind it really, really fascinating in high school and we didn't learn too much about it that we only touched on it. I think it's a very personal issue so a lot of high schools don't they beat around the bush trying to teach cancer and talk about it in that way but that sort of made me want to um, learn about it more because I had no idea what it was and like how cancer worked on a scientific level so I think that made me want to delve into it a bit more. So you've always wanted to be a scientist? I honestly wanted to be a cheesemaker. <laughs> I did French, that was probably my favourite subject apart from biology. In high school I went to France on exchange for a couple months and yeah, I just loved cheese after that. <laughs> what do you and, call a cheesemaker? Is there um, a specific name? I think in France they call it a fromagier. Yeah, I think it's just a cheesemaker. I don't really know in English. It was so random but I think... Yeah, science was also a really big passion of mine. So I think from a more realistic point of view, I wanted to pursue science at UOW. Yeah, I also kind of wish this episode was called The Scientist and the Cheesemaker or The Scientist and the Fromagier. But sadly, Ashley did not pursue her cheesemaking dreams. She's too busy trying to cure cancer. Although, outside of her lab group at Emory, Ashley is part of another very hardworking, very dedicated team. squad of elite dancers and brand ambassadors. So I do a bit of cheerleading on the side. It's more specifically, it's dancing. It's not really cheerleading. We just have pom-poms sometimes. Actually, we're trying to move away from that whole uh, sort of... Like the woo, chanting? Yeah, yeah, the chanting. It's more professional dancing. So we actually call ourselves the Illawarra Hawks dancers now. We do take this quite seriously and it is for a lot of girls a full-time job and professional it requires lots of hours of training per week. In the thick of the season we learn four new routines every single week and have wow. to perform them even like the next day sometimes so it does require a, quite a bit of commitment and effort from our end so it's nice to see that being recognised. I've been dancing since I was a small child. It's just sort of as a hobby. I did competitions when I was younger and sort of put it on the back burner as I ended HSC in first year uni. Just did it for fun again, probably once a week for an hour. And then my dance teacher suggested that I do an audition for the Aurora Hawks cheerleaders. For fun, vibrant personalities who are... Which I thought was kind of a novelty at the time. I wasn't thinking much of it. I thought, yeah, I'll do an audition just to get a bit of experience in case I do want to follow up that pathway a bit later on or more immediately if I decide I hate science, 
went to the audition, somehow got through. I wasn't expecting to be selected at all. And then from there, just I entered this whole other realm of, yeah, just glitz and glamour. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it can be. Ashley has been dancing professionally for three years. She's just finished up the basketball season and now would usually start training for the football season as part of the St George Illawarra Dragons dance group Illawarra Flames. I've just put it on the back burner for this year while I finish my honours year and hoping to go back in the future. On paper, cheerleading and medical research could not seem further apart. But Ashley says they're actually more aligned than you might think. It is a whole nother world in there sometimes, but at the same time, I think you can draw a lot of parallels between science and cheerleading, which I think people think is pretty surprising when I, I tell yeah. them. So what are the parallels? I think just the camaraderie is just being a team and working together to achieve a purpose. That purpose might not be as daunting as solving the problem of cancer or finding better treatments for cancer could just be as simple as entertaining a crowd and bringing the vibes but um, <laughs> it's still yeah a very important goal in in my mind and in a lot of my teammates minds it's it's really funny the people you see at the games and that's what I really like about it I think that's another parallel you can draw is the community spirits just observing the community rallying behind you as a researcher it's often noted that we rely heavily on community support, both financially, but just sort of on an emotional level as well, just as our little cheerleaders keep going. It's really nice when we have community events here at Emory because it's always so positive, especially if you're, you feel a bit bogged down by your work and a bit discouraged because your cells got contaminated or a special, like a particular technique didn't work or whatever, so it's really nice to put it in perspective. And I think that's similar with cheerleading as well, sort of there to pump up the crowd and lift up the spirits of the community. This comes at a funny time because we obviously have that connection with Justin. So, Professor Justin Yerbury is a former Hawks player who now researches motor neuron disease at Imri. At a recent Hawks game, there was a 50-50 raffle where half the proceeds went to the raffle winner and the other half went towards Professor Yerbury's research. And that was my yeah. first ever basketball game. Were you cheering? Oh Professor Yerbury's dad actually ended up winning the raffle. Was that you? Yeah. <laughs> when I met you, I was like, should I? He donated all of his winnings right back to the appeal. It's great to see my different worlds combined, I guess. And, yeah, I never thought it would really happen because I usually get funny looks when people ask what I do if they come from the science world or if they come from the cheerleading world. If I say uh, I study medical biotech to one of my teammates, they often are like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, it's just a lot of confusion from both ends, so it's nice to see them come together. If you're working as, a, as an honour student yep. full-time, <laughs> you look like you want to laugh and cry. <laughs> yeah. But how, how do you get that work-life balance, making sure that there is no burnout? So I think in a way it makes it easier and more difficult if that's possible at the same time to achieve a work-life balance when I do have this 
sort of hobby slash job because it is a big commitment to my day. Training is often late at night for two to three hours a week and then the game on game day takes up a whole day of your weekend. Um, I'm pretty lucky that it's normally throughout the summer during the break but yeah during session it is quite difficult to achieve that. I think it's important to put it into perspective and be pretty well organised when I do have both of them going at once but yeah it is quite difficult. I don't know if I have any specific tips (laughs) um, that I do or anything but I think winding down at the end of the day has been really important for me. So using a meditation app, having a nice nighttime routine that relaxes me, especially after being at training where everyone's so pumped up and energetic and then getting at home at 11 o'clock and then having to go to sleep and then get up early for uni the next days, yeah, can be quite challenging. So it's important to have that bedtime routine. Do you ever get to training and you just think like, not today? (laughs) Oh, hell yes. (laughs) There have been many a week after a long day a long hard day slogging in the lab and everything seems to be going wrong and then and then going to training on my way there have been a couple of tears I must admit sometimes but then when I get there I see all my teammates and it just puts a massive smile on my face and I forget about everything the and spirit yeah, brings you up yeah it's just the best seeing everyone and yeah it's I've formed lifelong friendships in both science and cheer and I think it's really important to have those distinct social connections sometimes as well. That's all for The Scientist and The Cheerleader. Thank you so much to Ashley Hope for sharing her passions with us. To find out more about what we do at the Illawarra Health and Medical Research Institute, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at IMRI. That's I-H-M-R-I or lowercase. And you can follow me, Ashley, on Twitter at ahope 37 And you can also follow me on Twitter at LizzieLurley97. Thanks to the University of Wollongong for the use of the radio studio for this episode. To donate to research at IMRI, visit imri.org.au. Thanks for listening. Thank you.